You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now, a message from Cyberbit. Mastering cybersecurity is like mastering a sport. You build muscle memory through rigorous practice. Then you train as a team to foster cohesion while operating under pressure. Like athletes, cybersecurity professionals thrive on hands-on simulation. But traditional courses, certifications, and open-source labs won't build you a winning team. You need Cyberbit. Cyberbit offers a hyper-realistic simulation environment for your SOC, IR, and C-suite to refine your skills. All using the market-leading SIMs, EDRs, firewalls, and WAFs they use every day. Cyberbit is offering CyberWire listeners a free live-fire exercise. Sign up your team now at cyberbit.com slash cyberwire. Hacks of Ukraine's power grid are seen as a wake-up call for utilities, the squirrel threat notwithstanding. Various nations work to shore up their defenses against Russian government hacking and influence operations. Russia protests its innocence, but there are some reliable reports of fancy bear sightings in Norway. Cyber criminals are back, except for those behind Lockheed Ransomware, who seem to still be on holiday break. New approaches to ransomware and phishing, and a loyalty program at the Golden Arches may be proving problematic. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Tuesday, January 17th, 2017. Last month's takedown of portions of Ukraine's power grid remained spooky, prompting a number of it-could-happen-here stories, as observers fear that the hack was a dress rehearsal for an attack with widespread consequences. Contrarian observers make the sound point that squirrels have caused thousands of blackouts, while hackers seem responsible for about two. There's surely some breathless fear, uncertainty, and dread around, but it's worth noting that botnet-driven distributed denial of service with widespread effect was also seen by some as FUD until Mirai hit last September and October. Russian authorities continue their pious denials of hacking in the service of espionage and influence, but few other governments take such protestations of good global citizenship with the seriousness the Russians would wish. France and Estonia, in particular, are working to shore up defenses. France is particularly concerned about its May 2017 elections. Guillaume Poupard, director of the French security agency ANSI, is quoted by France 24 as saying, quote, We're clearly not up against people who are throwing punches just to see what happens. There's a real strategy that includes cyber, interference, and leaked information, end quote. Commenting on French preparations and concerns, Elia Kolachenko, CEO of web security firm Hitech Bridge, told the CyberWire that he thought hardening election systems against attacks was clearly a good idea, but he thinks it unlikely that cyber threat actors would change an election's results in a highly developed country like France. Kolachenko said, quote, Obviously, they can cause minor disruptions. However, saying that hackers can fraudulently elect a new president is like saying that gangs in a Paris suburb can defeat the French army. End quote. He added that influence operations, however, are highly probable. Estonia has long been concerned with good reason about the neighborhood in which it lives, especially since its victimization in the 2007 cyber riots. The U.S. is still mulling its own responses during this final week of presidential transition. 
There have also been reliable sightings of fancy bears snuffling and pawing through Norwegian military and foreign ministry targets. Security services throughout NATO are looking to their bear traps. Other threat actors, prominently including criminals, have also stirred to new activity. Palo Alto has identified and is following a second wave of Shamoon attacks. Intel security notices that some apps available on Google Play are stealing Turkish users' Instagram credentials and collecting them in a remote server. At least three unnamed Indian banks are reported to have sustained attacks on their SWIFT transfer systems. The Reserve Bank of India has been notified and is advising that banks take steps to mitigate the threat. Early reports indicate that no financial losses have been sustained, but the investigation remains in progress. The attackers who hit MongoDB last week have apparently turned their attention to Elasticsearch servers, more than 2,500 of which have been infected with ransomware. This round of attacks suggests that ransomware operators are honing their techniques and adapting to newly perceived opportunities. The CyberWire heard from Terry Ray, Imperva's chief product strategist, about this latest round of attacks. He shakes his head, metaphorically speaking, at the way enterprises continue to fail at privilege management. Quote, There's no reason why a company with even a basic data security strategy should allow an administrator to access, much less delete, all information from a database without some level of oversight or workflow controls. End quote. He also finds it noteworthy that the criminals behind these attacks seem to think there's more money to be made through extortion than there would be for sale of the data on the dark web's black markets. There is some quiet, however, on the ransomware front. Lockie seems to have gone on an extended holiday. It would be premature, however, to say goodbye to this particular ransomware strain. Perhaps Lockie's masters simply wanted to spend more time with their family and will return soon enough. A sophisticated Gmail phishing campaign is in progress. The attackers work to compromise a Gmail account, thresh through emails until they find one with an attachment they can use in a screenshot to bait their hook, and then reel in even some security-savvy marks. We've heard from a number of experts on this issue. In general, they see automation as security's friend. Jeff Hill, director of product management at Prevalent, thinks that our reliance on email, the sheer volume of that email, and what he calls the frenetic pace of life, have combined to produce an attacker-friendly environment. He thinks relying on intrusion prevention is equivalent to sticking your head in the sand, and that the right approach is to recognize intrusion quickly and contain it before it can access sensitive information. Last Line's Bert Rankin reminds us that phishing hooks the well-meaning and responsible as easily as it does the malicious and negligent. Education and awareness campaigns alone won't do it, he says. Quote, It is an imperative that IT put filtering mechanisms in place that use technology, not people, to sort, test, and eliminate such malicious emails before they even have a chance to test the eyes of employees. End quote. And Balaz Shidler, co-founder and CTO of Balabit, sees this latest campaign as another instance of the way phishing techniques are improving to the point where even the knowledgeable and security aware find themselves ensnared. He sees behavioral analytics as the solution. Quote, the actual user's behavior is the one thing that helps security professionals discover misused accounts by automatically spotting behavioral differences between an intruder and a legitimate user's baseline. End quote. And finally... Do you want fries with that? You might, but you probably aren't willing to trade your McDonald's website credentials for a Happy Meal. Unless, you know, the toy was a really good one. It seems there are some vulnerabilities over at McDonald's. 
Vasco Data Security thinks again that this is a case in which multi-factor authentication and end-to-end client-server encryption should become standard practice. Vasco's John Gunn sees a larger lesson. Quote, This distasteful Big Mac attack underscores the risks of loyalty programs, he says. And, by the way, he's saying that the attack is distasteful, not the Big Mac, which remains as delicious as ever. Because large dollar transactions aren't involved in loyalty programs, both consumers and companies take a far too casual approach to security. For the 50% of victims that use the same username and password for every account, hackers just gained login credentials for their bank accounts, and that will spoil anyone's Happy Meal. End quote. Food for thought, Mr. Gunn. But no one's asking the important questions. Is the Hamburglar back and hacking? And what did Mayor McCheese know, and when did he know it? Rubble, rubble. Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. It makes all your identity tooling stronger and allows you to connect any app to any service you want to use. With zero coding, zero maintenance, and zero app downtime. Strata's identity orchestration platform separates the identity logic from your applications, so you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps, keep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. So build your fabric with Strata Identity and get rid of tech debt for good. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity priorities, and receive a pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. Joining me once again is Dale Drew. He's the Chief Security Officer at Level 3 Communications. Dale, uh, you sent me a subject that you wanted to talk about today. It's BGP flow spec. Now, this to me sounds like something that I would hear at a plumber's convention, uh, but evidently it has something to do with DDoS attacks. So uh, help us out here. What, what does it mean? Well, I mean, yeah, w- welcome to the world of the Internet where we make everything <laughs> as, as a three-letter as acronym, we, right? <laughs> exactly. As complex as we possibly can. Right. Um, it, we, we're actually very, very uh, sort of proud of, of this implementation. Um, so FlowSpec, so so BGP is sort of the, the heart of the Internet. It's the thing that, that tells the network um, how to route packets uh, across its fabric and tells other network providers what networks it uh, is allowed to come to it and it's allowed to send to it. So it it really is sort of the flow, the you know the the, the blood flow of the internet itself, and and we like to think of it as the heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Uh, from a flow spec uh, perspective, 
what this allows us to do is this this allows us to push essentially firewall rules to the internet via bgp it, it allows us to be able to say if if there's a bad guy coming in from a particular network we can now have automation that that identifies that bad guy sees where that bad guy is coming from and automatically pushes out the ability to to prevent that bad guy from from uh, putting uh, bad packets on the internet uh, at least our internet and so what we're talking about with other uh, other internet providers is this concept or this idea that we could be sharing this data across the entire backbone ecosystem so imagine a situation where backbone providers now have access to uh, enriched ip reputational data that that uh, tells it who the bad guys are, what sort of attacks they're they're originating in, which ones are super serious backbone impacting events versus sort of the normal everyday, you know, scanning and and churning. And now backbone providers can take proactive steps as as a collective entity to be able to stop bad guys in their tracks across the entire backbone ecosystem. So it's something that we use to protect our backbone, something that we use to protect our customers. Um, it's uh, it's very, very adaptable, and it uses a lot of the existing ecosystem to do it. So this works on 20-year-old routers as well as one-day-year-old routers. But uh, it's something that we can also communicate out to the rest of the ecosystem. Uh, and so we think it's going to be a major step function in, uh, in identifying and stopping bad guys globally. Is there any, any resistance to it? Is there any overhead that goes along with it that might, uh, might be uh, an issue for anyone? You know, I think the devil's in the details, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's this idea of what's the temperature setting or the barometer setting for a particular ISP that they're willing to block versus another one. You know, one, one provider might be a little bit more aggressive in stopping threats uh, more proactively. And other providers may want to be a little bit more cautious and only do those events that could be uh, potentially backbone, directly backbone impairing, or are currently backbone impairing. And so we're having a lot of discussion about how we directly associate the weight of the reputation to the data feeds that we're sending so that this enriched data could be used across all those sort of spectrums of, of temperament. And so, you know, the whole goal is, is that once you feel comfortable with it and once it starts to work, we can then as an ecosystem have a really good uh, communication channel to be able to uh, focus that uh, for, for more specific threats. All right, Dale Drew, thanks for joining us. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And that's the CyberWire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening.
And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI. 